You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. Hello, and welcome to the Sport Horse Podcast. I'm Nicole Lakin. And I'm Tim Warden. And this is an episode that covers important points around performance monitoring. Yeah, this is a really, we, we actually had a really fun time uh, recording this episode with David Dale. Um, it is talking about uh, the use of data to analyze and, and better understand performance and um, other components of training. Um, and it's a really cool one um, that I think it's worth a listen for everybody, you know, rider, trainer, veterinarian, physiotherapist, um, because, you know, David is just sort of starting to scratch the surface with what can be done uh, with all this data um, and and how to empower, you know, all of us um, <laughs> with with the information. Um, and uh, I had a really fun time, you know, talking to him about about uh, what's to come and and what he's done so far. David is a is a former professional show jumping rider who has competed to the highest levels within the Swiss team. Among his highest career achievements, he participated three times at the CHI Geneva, at the CSIO in Linz and Copenhagen, and the Swiss elite jumping team. Uh, he also was at the Junior and Young Rider European Championships. In 2016, he founded a logo analysis, a Swiss company specializing in equestrian analytics providing data services. Their objectives have always been to thread a path to improve the interaction between horses and riders to provide transparent decisions and enhance the understanding of equestrian sports beauty and challenges. Hi, David, and welcome to the Sport Horse Podcast. Hi, Tim. Thanks a lot for the invitation. So uh, it's it's kind of a cool episode. Around this time last year, uh, all three of us were actually together. Uh, you know, we, we got together near Ottawa in, in Canada, and we went to a little uh, I guess I'll call it a seminar where we each gave talks and then there was a little bit of a fundraiser afterwards and it was really nice to spend uh, time together. So it's great to see you again uh, on this call. Um, as part of that seminar, you came over, David, and you gave a, a talk about the technology that you developed to Logo Move Pro. Can you discuss a little bit about that technology and and how it works and you know the types of people who are currently using it? Sure, yes. Um, um... So the the product is uh, composed of two um, two different uh, products, if I can say. So the hardware part and uh, the platforms. Um, first, the hardware is a custom hardware that we have developed uh, internally, uh, which is uh, collecting every little movement or behavior of uh, horse. Uh, it's very simple. It's very high accurate. It has been scientifically validated. Um, and uh, also used in some scientific publications now. And um, the once the data are collected, so they are uh, analyzed on uh, different platforms, so you can have access into it uh, by a smartphone or a computer uh, tablet, whenever you want. And this is really for the data interpretation. So we use machine learning algorithms uh, that can give some specific insights, personalized reports about uh, what you have done, how the horse is uh, acting, behaving. For example, we have um, some recommendations uh, to give to to the athletes uh, if the the horse is starting to to unbalance more in the front or 
for for jumpers, for example, we give some uh, we analyze the the, the stood out jumps automatically uh, and a bunch of other data. So the um, one I can say is that this this device can be used in competition as well, and for the first time, so we can give uh, to to the athletes or to the scientists uh, um, uh, a tool that can be can record uh, data in 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 the field, so in competition environment, but also on daily use. Um, and I can say also that it's it's a clinical grade device that can be used every everywhere, actually. That's really cool. I think um, one of the things that a lot of at least our veterinarian listeners are experienced with are the um, the lameness locator devices and and the devices that are looking at asymmetries and um, you know this device is a little bit different because it it does evaluate asymmetries but it's also like you said uh, a, able to be used in uh, competition in training in all of these different circumstances which I think. Um, lends a really cool opportunity to collect a distinctly different group of data um, and also, you know, lend more to the preventative component of, of lameness evaluation and, and understanding of asymmetries. Um, so I think that's something, you know, sort of unique and, and cool about this device. And along those lines, I know that you presented some of your work with the Move Pro during the Dublin Horse Show Puissance competition uh, during the ISOL meeting in August, which we were also all together for that. So uh, this is our second little reunion. Um, how did you? How do you envision technologies such as as these being utilized in competition moving forward? And and maybe you can also share with us a little bit like how it did work uh, at the Dublin Horse Show at this event and some of the insights that you saw. Yes, of course. So. Um... I do believe that uh, we will use more and more technology um, in in our sports, like you can see on other sports. Um, if we make the, the parallel with other sports, you can see that uh, technology is used for uh, first entertainment, uh, but also for rules. And uh, when I speak about entertainment, it's really to um, to make the crowd more interested into into our sport or. Uh, uh, for the journalist also, uh, because they are used to to have some data in soccer, in basketball, or uh, other uh, team team players' sports. But for for Dublin, for example, they they ask us to come to really entertain the the crowd between the um, the rounds uh, when during the the puissance, uh, because they they say that uh, yeah. Usually they do Mexican waves, or they try to <laughs> to make uh, uh, how they can to uh, to to make people wait uh, uh, for the, for the next round. And so we we came with uh, with the technology to to bring more insights about uh, how horses are jumping the wall. So, for instance, we were sele automatically selecting the the rider and the horse who went. The faster to the jump, or jump the highest, or having the the longest stride lengths. Yeah, we we pick few few metrics, and then it was automatically highlighted on the big screen arena. And the the speaker were using those data to entertain the the, the public. 
so the the feedback re was really really good because the then the some of people of the public and the writers came to our booth and then they find it very interesting they ask us how we did it uh, which technology it was uh and um also usually the feedback we have from journalists uh from one year to another one is that they they don't want to go back you know without the statistics or without data they really want to continue or to or ask us oh what do you have something new this year um and uh, that's really motivating for um, so for dublin the um, what was also very interesting for us is that we we went to to the to each writers before the before the class uh we explained to them uh what it is why why is it good also for our sports and we have somebody from the organizing committee who was with us and uh and 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 everybody was in actually i was really surprised because uh, they they really want our sports to to move forward to be more modern and so that's um that's that's why um, every riders use it uh, during the whole uh, puissance uh, competition perfect and uh like you mentioned the entertainment aspect and i think that is really exciting like i uh I, i'm a huge fan of uh, the sports obviously like i really want to see them to continue to grow and uh to innovate and I think that like equestrian sport is really cool. It's the only Olympic sport where you have like the horse aspect coming in. And like, I think in a lot of ways, it's, there's still so much to learn and so much more that we can uh, discover. And the technology I think will play a big role, but yeah, like just like hearing about like how other sports leverage technology. Um, I was years ago talking to someone who was involved in taking like the NBA and expanding it to like more of the Asian type countries so sort of leaving or, or leading that push and they were saying that like when they look at the broadcast numbers every time they enter introduce more data into broadcast that they automatically see like a viewership bump and then you know it kind of like fizzles out over time like once people get used to it and then they introduce more data and again they get another bump and so i think that you know bringing technology into the ring like there's so much that we can learn from it and then just it, it gives the uh the commentators an, another weapon to to talk about right because like right now they don't really have so much they can talk about breeding they can talk about like how they perceive someone to ride to a jump but like the technology would just it would just add so much so i think that's that's really yeah. exciting i i had a conversation recently also with somebody who just was i told them what i do and they were very curious and they said so if i'm watching a competition how do i know who's good and how do i know when it's the horse's fault or the rider's fault. And I was trying to explain like sort of simple things to identify. But when we're looking at the the top levels of sport, I think that's where it becomes more nuanced and where if you don't have an educated eye, it becomes harder and harder to, to explain. So it, it's really powerful stuff um, on that entertainment component and making it more accessible. Um, and uh, I know too that um, you've done some cool stuff with like overlaying um, data with video. Um, I know I back in grad school, I did a project um, where I interviewed somebody uh, involved with an NHL hockey team. And we were talking about innovation in, in ice hockey and, um, and how 
things like augmented reality for people who are sitting in the stands um, combined with data could be a really powerful way to help people understand more, you know, what's happening and and who the players are and and what their skill levels are and everything. So, so much exciting opportunity and potential there. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I I just want to also speak about the other, I mean, the second uh, topic uh, where technology can be used is about the rules, uh, which is, in my opinion, very important uh, in a equine world because of the animal. And especially uh, now there is a huge topic about the animal welfare, well-being. And um, I mean, it's it's something that we are already testing, not to to add a rule, but to to help judges, uh, especially in cross country, take uh, taking decisions uh, not only based on the video or on sometimes it's only on radio. You know, they just have some uh, some fence judges that are uh, you know just speaking on the radio and say, "Oh, I think that." You know, <laughs> um, and uh, and I think we we can bring some added value by bringing data to help uh, officials uh, taking some de decisions. And it's really important to differentiate that we we don't aim or claim to replace the judges. It's really a tool like the VR, VAR. I think you know in in soccer we have it in uh, in Europe. Uh, um so it's still the the uh, judge <laughs> who who take the decision at the end but then you have th those tools uh who who help you with this yeah for sure and uh and, and just for everyone listening at home um i just want to like reiterate that like the technology itself is really easy to to use like i i work with uh some people who use the device and maybe david i'll throw it over to you to like give a bit more uh insight but uh like my my one uh buddy he uses it quite a bit like he uh on his jumping girth he's just like he ended up stitching like a little holder for the logo so you go down to the ring you just slide uh the device in uh velcro it on and then you hit a button and you go and so i think that sometimes there's this idea especially with those earlier wearable devices that came out you had wires running everywhere and uh, it really wasn't user friendly like nothing was uh nothing was wireless and like everything was a bit clunky but like things are getting sleeker and sleeker and, and smaller and smaller and it's becoming a lot easier to use yeah that's um that's one of the the thing that i wanted to to be mandatory when when I created the the product is uh, like Nicole said you have other veterinarian grade devices if I can say so we we are not competing with them because what they do is really great it's a great job it's here for many years there are some new technologies around that uh, as well I saw it um, we are not at the same category and um, and we we aim that the riders use it almost every day if possible every day so that they can have insight and, and embrace the technology and in our opinion the technology must be easy to use and don't need to bother the the riders in their journey yeah and um yeah so i think you know we, ch we chatted just briefly before uh hopping on this podcast and i think the, the one thing i was I'm getting more and more excited about. Uh, I'm a big data guy for sure. I think everyone on this 
call is. I know Nicole has a few big projects right now looking at data as well. Um, But on the human side, there's more and more of an acknowledgement now that really wearables are an incredibly useful tool to understand like what the human body is doing day in and day out. And if you think about all of those like physical activity recommendations that exist in the world right now, like those used to be collected in these like huge studies where you'd give every participant a workbook. And it was at the end of the day, you sit down and you write, you know, like I went to the gym and I was doing high intensity work for this amount of time, and then maybe medium intensity and low intensity. But now that we have wearables and we can actually track what people are doing, we're starting to learn that what people were reporting wasn't very accurate at all. Uh, we tend to overestimate the amount of high intensity work we that we do, and we tend to underestimate the amount of low intensity work just because, you know, for a lot of people, we're sort of walking throughout the day, just, you know, going up and down stairs in our house or, you know, going for a quick walk uh, or even just into the backyard or wherever. Um, so I'd be curious to hear sort of your thoughts on how like the Move Pro can open up a whole new world of information for riders and then also just to share like the riders who are currently using the device like what what sort of things are really meaningful to them yes sure um first if i come back to when when you were speaking about the the fact that we need to be careful about uh the data not uh, overwhelming ourselves you know or um or the riders i think in our sports, as we had almost nothing or nothing so far, uh, the uh, whole economy or ecosystem was created around the fact that there is no fact or no no data. You know, I'm sure you you agree about uh, when when you want to to sell a horse, buy a horse, or or trainings or trainers that uh, on, only base their advice or a recommendation on on their own feeling or, or on eyes so i think it's it's really start it should start now to to bring more data into uh, the equine world that doesn't mean that uh, we need to do anything or uh, you know bringing too much information of course but we really need to start bringing uh science and uh, i mean facts about the the behavior of the horse and and there is also an education uh to be done to the riders to the um, to to the coach even um because i hear a lot of uh of times some misunderstanding about uh, what is a stride length you know because this is something that we we give to to the riders and uh, uh they they misunderstand the stride length, the amplitude, the the push off, and some something very simple and very basic. Uh, but I think this is also because of everything was just transmitted like uh, not the word of mouth, but like you know something somebody hears something, then say something to to another person, etc. But without any facts, without uh, necessarily with science. So in my opinion, it's really important that now. Um, Riders start to be aware of of the science and what has been done so far and what they can do uh, with the technology. So, um, coming to your second, I mean, to your question, um, I would say that the first thing we we recommend to to our riders, or even I mean myself, because I'm a rider and I'm using the device on on my horses first, is to be aware of 
your um, your data or your parameters because each rider is different, each horse is different. So the first thing is, okay, take the sensor, go counter, use it uh, as right as usual, and then look what is your stride length, what is your balance. And this is the first thing that some riders come to me and say, oh, I, I didn't know that my horse was doing so long stride or, or maybe the opposite or, you know, and I think that's just be aware of what you are doing. And then uh, I asked them, okay, now try to change something. Try to change your balance, uh, your body balance, and see the effect of your horse and on the data. And then you can also, uh, on, on the third part, so, the, so um, after that, so you can take decisions out of that. When you know what your data are meaning and you are used to the data. So I can I have a very simple example on... Uh, on my, myself and also some riders who um, reported to me uh, when I um, was riding my horse and I had the feeling he was really worse than than yesterday. And um, I was al already planning in my head, okay, to the day after he need to go out riding or lounge or doing something else. Um, and uh, when I looked at the data, the, the stride patterns, so the stride length, the balance, everything was exactly the same. So maybe one or two centimeter difference, but I mean it was, it was exactly the same. So so then I change uh, my plan according to to those data and and give my horse to to my wife for a dressage course, and uh, she said he, he was perfect. He was really good. So um, it can goes, you know, in both ways. Either it can validate your feeling or it can challenge your feeling, and I think this can be sometimes disturbing for a rider's point of view but um but that's the the way you can use all our customers are using uh, the data yeah i think that's a really important point that i just want to like take a minute and and sit with i think that there is there is definitely criticism and pushback on on using data and some of these devices in our sport that's so heavily based on tradition and feeling and and horsemanship and those pieces are so important and they're they're never going to be replaced like there's no technology that's ever going to be replaced but um i i um an expert that i listen to a lot on on sort of the markets and technology and and what's evolving um, and the impact technology is having on different industries said something that really stuck with me. And I think that it applies here as well is that, for example, AI right now, no, everyone, no one can stop talking about it. It's amazing. It's terrible. It's scary. It's exciting. Um, and it's going to change industries and, and, you know, eliminate jobs and, and all these things. And what he says, and, and I think that this applies really well here. And I, I believe it's true, you know, AI is not going to replace your job. Somebody who learns to use AI to do your job more efficiently, more consistently, more accurately, that person's going to come take your job. So I think that this applies very much here as these technologies become more available and, and the data becomes more, more useful and impactful in the ways that you're describing it's not going to replace what's what's worked for all these years, but the person who learns to use that well to make themselves and their horses better, that person's going to replace you. That person's going to surpass you. Um, so I just think it's a really important 
thing for people to to try and and understand when they're evaluating new technology and and the potential that it can have you know on on the micro level on you and your horse and then on the macro level uh, you know in terms of the entire sport yeah. no, i totally agree and um and if you if you want some examples on how our customers are using it, I mean you you can use it how you want. Some some of them are using it only in competition. You know they say, okay, I just want to track uh, how my horse is doing in high level competitions, and then um, we have some national federations who use it for um, the preparation. You know before a big event, so the, on the team training on giving insights to. To, to their riders, Olympic riders, um, and some riders are like me. They use it every day to to fine tune their um, their feeling and and uh, yeah, there is no limit how you can use it. And the most important thing, like you said, is to to not forget what you have learned, what you what you are doing actually, because you are still. I mean, at the end, you are, you are still alone in in the field arena. You know when you when you need to to jump. But um, at least for me, it's uh, it's something that uh, reassure myself, you know, to have all those those uh, insights to have after the after the, for example, the competition. Um, you have the video, and then now you have the data, so you cannot see everything with the video. But all together, the coach, the vet, the the grooms, um, the data makes uh, that you have a bigger context about what uh, what was happening and then you can fine-tune your analysis and, and you're right and then going to the next level yeah absolutely um well i could i mean i could literally go on for hours but i i know you're super busy so uh we have one last question for you david and um, it's one that we ask all of our guests and it is that if you could speak directly to a horse and they could understand you what would you want to tell them or what would you want that horse to know hmm. so it's a interesting question <laughs> um I will I will say that um it, it's more the opposite that I would like. It's um it's not that the this thing need to uh understand from me, but I would like the host to speak to me like I'm speaking to you and I think it will uh uh yeah that that would that could be my, my dream of having, you know, a host uh explaining what what he think when especially when you ride you know and uh because now we you feel you 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 see the horse look i mean you look the the ears or the, the the behavior of the horse and you try to guess but it will be a little bit easier if you get uh you know the voice of the horse telling you what what he thinks what is happening and uh i have um I don't know if it's a stupid example, but on my side, when I when I see a, a deeper distance, uh, when I'm cantering with my when I'm jumping with my horse, uh, I want to hold him, you know. But my trainers say no, just give, don't hold him, let him do it. And I'm thinking, okay, if the horse can tell me no, let let me do it, my job, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, that's a great <laughs> example, nice. and. And I think that uh, with with the logo, you're you're definitely making strides towards towards uh, giving them more of a voice. So, 
really exciting what you guys are doing. Thank you very much. So just a great episode with David. Um, like first and foremost, he's he's just a really good, really good individual. So it's always nice to chat with him. Really, really fun guy. And uh, there are two things that I just love about his approach to building this company, building this technology. The first is that he is so engaged on the scientific validation side. I think often there's a lot of pressure to, you've gone through all this time and all these resources of creating this product and you're, I think sometimes people are just really quick to try to go straight to market and sometimes make claims that aren't yet supported versus David is being very diligent and working with really high quality researchers from around the world to make sure that the system works as it should to validate it against those gold standard systems out there. So I have a huge amount of respect for him for doing that. And then also he, similar to us, he's really passionate about growing the sport and he talked about the entertainment piece on this call. And I think that as we discussed, like th- these types of technologies have such an important role to play in growing the accessibility of the sport and allowing people to understand what is going on when they watch uh, competitors in the ring. So super, super fascinating. And I really enjoyed this discussion. Yeah, absolutely. And um, building on the the entertainment factor, I have to tell a, a fun story about a the the first time the three of us got together, um, which which you mentioned earlier in the episode, Tim. But uh, after we all gave presentations, um, there was a, a fun block party, um, and after a drink or two, uh, I think I think David challenged me um, to a bull riding. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I think remember so. yeah. exactly how it went got, went down. And I was super cocky after a drink or two. Um, and uh he wiped the floor with me <laughs> i'm just not gonna not gonna beat around the bush um we then uh uh had the opportunity to to again see him at at the isil conference in uh utrecht um where he uh was really like the life of the party at a silent disco <laughs> so um david's a fun guy and um it's always fun to to get together with him um but on a more serious note um, I just want to one last time reiterate that point that, you know, David, I think made really well is that, you know, technology is not here to replace tradition and, um, you know, feeling and and the things that you could only really gain through experience and, and just trying things. Um, it's it's here to complement it and, and, and elevate it and and also to make things a little more accessible. You know, not everybody has regular access to, um, you know, high-level training all the time or, or you know, can afford to have that access. So, um, you know, empowering people with more information as long as they understand, um, you know, how to use it for good is, is a positive in my eyes. Um, obviously, you know, data being misused is never is never positive but um as i as i said earlier um in in looking at these technologies and and being fearful about them um you know the people that are going to rise to the top are the ones that are going to take the time to learn the technology and learn how to use it and use it to do their their job or or um you know if if writing is more of a hobby uh whatever it is to to do the the thing they're trying to accomplish a little bit more efficiently effectively um consistently and um hopefully a little bit better 
So uh, with that, um, you can find the links to today's guests and the show notes at www.sporthorsepodcast.com. Please take a minute to go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Sport Horse Series. Um, also, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, if you haven't yet, just go ahead and give us a follow. Um, leaving a review is also really helpful. Uh, it helps other people to find the podcast. So we appreciate if you could take a minute to do that. You can all you can have all 20 plus shows of the Horse Radio Network with you wherever you go with our free app for iPhone and Android. Just go to the App Store and search Horse Radio Network. And here's to keeping your sport horse happy and healthy. Mm-hmm.